I'm not ready. Good I job. don't know who I'm kidding. <laughs> Should we start over? Sure. This is Felix drags Dale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me, Dale, through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we are talking about Iron Man 3, a movie where Iron Man gets a new suit and battles some hot people. This movie originally came out in 2013. It is the first film of Phase 2. According to Amazon's description, this is the must-own best Iron Man adventure yet. I disagree. I did not agree with that assessment either. I, I mean, I understand how you would write that about something just because you want to lying. stop <laughs> writing descriptions <laughs> for dumb movies, but it definitely is not. Yeah. Have we seen this movie before? I have seen it twice. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have never seen this movie before we watched it together. Did you like it? Do you even have to ask me that question? <laughs> Fair enough. No, I did not like it. Who's in this movie? You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am Groot. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. Iron Man, Tony Stark is in this movie. Pepper Potts. The famous Pepper Potts. Happy Hogan. Aldrich Killian um, appears in a flashback with a mullet and then... In the future, or the current day, I guess, with just long hair that slicked back that Felix has made clear he is not happy with. No, looks like a business mullet. Um, that is kind of the definition of the mullet, is that it's business in the front. <laughs> no, this one was just like... Party in the back. Like, all mullet party, but then like, I have a business meeting, so I'm just going to gel it all back. Okay. Awful. Um, the Mandarin. Uh-huh. Stan Lee. Uh-huh. His cameo is very short. We'll get there. It is pretty short. <laughs> you could miss it because you just didn't catch it. <laughs> but you wouldn't be, like, wanting more People Stan Lee. love the Stan Lee cameos. People look really? forward to the Stan Lee cameo. They're- Everyone loves Stan Lee. He's like... Well, he wrote the books, yeah. but, like, he's not very... Good. Anyway, okay. Um, the president is in this. President. No, he's not. Charles. What? <laughs> like, I mean, there's a character that is the president okay. in this film. The character the president is in this. President Ellis mm-hmm. and Vice President Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's the botanist Maya Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, Jensen from Iron Man 1 is in there momentarily. In the flashback. And a guy named Eric Seven is uh, Aldrich Killian's bodyguard. Who is, like, American. And the actor, I think, is American, too. But, like, just by looking at his face, I was getting, like, Eastern European. And so I keep expecting him to, like, talk and have, like, a thick, like, Ukrainian accent. But he's just American. And then the kid, Harley. The best character in the movie. Okay. I did protect a kid for this movie. It just wasn't that kid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. so felix who takes off their shirt well uh in the theme of the iron man movies the villain burns his shirt off that is so true (laughs) 
<gasps> he does burn his shirt off, and then he like, well, he's like fire. Yeah. Um, but he also has dragon tattoos, mm-hmm. which feels like cultural appropriation. If I'm being honest, like there's a lot of that in this movie. Um, um, there is a lot of that in this movie, but I did not think that a particularly about the dragon tattoos just because like they're on a man that is like on fire (laughs) that's true and breathes fire spoiler alert (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so you can't like see which kind of dragon there are because there are a lot as i learned at the um creationist museum that i did not pay entrance fee for um dinosaurs are not dinosaurs, they're just dragons. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. That's why they're, they're acro- spread across cultures, is because they're just dragons. I would love to know what the creationists think about Game of Thrones. They think it's a work of fiction? <laughs> I mean, if dragons are real, and they existed at the same time as people, then that basically means that Game of Thrones is real. <laughs> love your logic. <laughs> Better guess- than theirs. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Sponsor us, Creationist Museum. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's going to work. Let's insult people on the (laughs) It's called negging. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's the bad guy, Aldrich Killian. Yep, Shirtless. He's got a nice body, but I still think he's dweeby looking and I hate his hair. Okay, opinion. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah, uh, Tony Stark is shirtless. Mm-hmm. I miss this. He he is shirtless in a flashback scene where he sleeps with the lady, and then in the morning he puts his name tag that says "You know who I am," which is like totally an a hole a hole move to write that on your name tag, <laughs> and he leaves it on her nightstand. So was he wearing the name tag on his bare chest? No, no, he was wearing it on his shirt. So I think he was like getting dressed back. Oh. So he didn't have his shirt on, but he was putting it on and he took his head off. Okay. Um, That lady he slept with, who's the botanist, Maya Hansen, is also shirtless because not in the same scene, but like the, like, not, or I guess it's the same scene, but like the next cut is her sitting on a stool looking out a window in her. In her bra and underwear. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bras, Pepper Potts is shirtless. She is. And Tony is loving it. And he's like, why don't you dress like this at home with the sports bra? And I'm like, first of all, why is she wearing a sports bra to work under like, it's like a black sports bra. And I believe she's wearing like a white like button down. So it'd be really visible. Oh, okay. Because this is like when she was kidnapped. Yeah. But but she was kidnapped from that hotel, so I don't remember oh, what she was true. wearing. I was thinking about her outfit in the beginning. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay. Do you wear sports bras just like during the day? I'm wearing a sports bra now. Really? Yeah. We're going to talk about bras now. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. <laughs> okay, so there are there are two types of sports bras, and like I wear the type that have like separate cups with like separate underwears on each cup and so they end up being actually i don't want to say a lot more comfortable than regular bras but like i switch up my bras a lot Mm -hmm. because 
my breasts are continuously sore. Fair. So sometimes they just give a lot more support in a very nice way. So I'm wearing one. Unlike right Tony Stark. Who does not give support <laughs> and is not nice. No. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> and that that's it, right? I think so. All right. Okay. Plot time. So the plot starts with a voiceover from Tony Stark saying something intelligent and impressive, but it's not really, it's really just annoying where he says, we create our own demons. And then he's like quoting somebody and he's like, then I said it. And so now it's definitely a quote. So he's annoying. And then it goes to a flashback. Okay. And it's a flashback to 1999, which is also December 31st, 1999 in Bern, Switzerland, where they're having, for some reason. Geography. A- oh, sorry. <laughs> Geography. Well, for some reason, they're having a science conference over the like the holiday break. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really make sense to me, but whatever. Anyway. Do they celebrate the same calendar New Year in Switzerland? Yes. Oh, well, then I don't know. Nerds. Yeah, I guess they're real big nerds. And he's flirting with the lady who's the botanist, Maya. And Yinsen is there, and he introduces him to someone, and then he... It's in the elevator, and there's the advanced idea mechanics mullet guy who mm-hmm. is really Aldrich Killian. Killian, yeah. Um, and he tells um, Aldrich that he'll meet him on the roof to talk about like his institute or whatever, but really he just wants to like go and sleep with that lady mm-hmm. and talk about her research. And Killian wanted to talk to her. And Tony was just being Tony and, like, assuming he wanted to talk to him, being a jerk about it. Yeah. So then he goes to the the rooftop all alone and Tony never comes. And then everybody watches fireworks because it's New Year's Eve. And And it's the first of many fireworks in this movie. There are so many fireworks in this movie. This movie's (laughs) going to be so expensive. (laughs) So expensive. So, um... Yep. Happy, like... Oh, fiddles yeah. with her like plant research and she's like don't touch my plant research and then it like explodes yeah he that he's she's like don't touch the plant and then he like picks a leaf <laughs> off of it yeah and that's like i'm like oh boy happy's a jerk in yeah. this one and then he like jumps on top of tony like he's trying to protect him from like a bomb or something yeah and she's like no my research just has a glitch where mm-hmm. sometimes it explodes but then the, the leaf grows back the and that's leaf. foreshadowing. Yes, the leaf grows back. And that's foreshadowing. But then it explodes, which is also foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But then it flash forward to today. Tony Stark is working in his lab at Xmas time. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, really hard to tell because they're in Miami and it's... They're in no, Malibu. No, they're in Malibu. And it's... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's... Uh, not snowing. Yeah. So, like, it is how are you supposed to know it's Christmas? Because he has a Christmas tree in his lab. Uh-huh. And then he does a little dance to that Christmas song. Oh, yeah. And I that was exciting for me because Dale always calls Tony's little, like, Iron Man putting his clothes on platform thing, the dance floor, and he was actually dancing on it this time. <laughs> he was. So he's developing a new suit that flies to him. So, like, he's injecting him with little, like, home seeker things. Yeah, so he doesn't ha- have to 
um, step on a dance floor and have it um, assemble on him. He can just call the suit and it will fly from wherever it is and assemble on his body. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, except like his first test, he's been up for 72 hours and he calls the suit to him and really it just like flies at him and like hits him in the groin and like nearly like hits yeah. him in the face. There's always comic relief on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> that That's true for so many dance floors. <laughs> Have you seen the video of the guy who's dancing at what seems to be like a wedding like reception or something and he splits his pants? No, but I have seen that actually happen at a wedding reception. Yeah, he wasn't wearing underwear and it was... Whoa! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a lot because he was like doing this like dramatic like leg spread motion. So, he was like driving everyone's attention to his crotch and then his pants just split. He looked very embarrassed. Or the one where the guy is like doing a backflip and like his gun flies. I've seen that one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. And then he turns on the TV and the Mandarin has hijacked the airwaves, which is not a real thing you can do. Um, and tells the president, Ellis, about how he's a terrorist and how he's going to blow stuff up. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Pepper is running Stark Industries. Happy's the new head of security, but he is bad at his job. Yeah, he is. Oh, my gosh. And he doesn't know how to use an iPad. He's so bad at his job. He just wants everyone to wear their name tags. He wants everybody to wear his name tags. He wants to do background checks, like, constantly on everybody. And, like, Pepper tells him that, like, since he became head of security, like, complaints have been up 300%. (laughs) And that, like, he thinks that, like, the problem with, like, HR is uh, the human part. Yeah. He wants to replace everyone with robots. Yeah. So. I agree. To replace everyone with robots? Yep. Okay, I'm looking forward to your sex robot. (laughs) (laughs) They have those. I know they do. Um, So, Pepper meets with Killian, who's like the head of AIM now, because whatever the acronym stands for is too long. And um, he is now more suave and doesn't wear socks. Yeah. And apparently he like knows Pepper. Like they seem to have met before. Um, And... I hate that he doesn't wear socks. Like, maybe he has those no-show socks. Yeah. Because if you wear loafers and no socks, you're going to get blisters and your feet are going to smell really bad. That's that's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I saw him, I was like, this is Miami style. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he wearing Miami style? Well. But turns <laughs> out he lives in Miami. He does. Um, but, yeah. So, he, like, shows her his big brain. <laughs> As Happy puts it, where he, like, has, like, a hologram of his brain. Um, And this is, like, a technology that he's trying to, like, sell to Stark Industries. And Pepper's, like, no. And then Happy's, like, in the lobby, like, talking to Tony on the iPad, like, telling him about what's happening. But he doesn't, can't figure out how to show it to him. And Tony just, like, brushes it off and doesn't think much of it. Um, Because he's lame. And then Pepper goes home. Um... To Tony's house that's not destroyed. Uh, it's been uh-huh. fixed <laughs> since yep. Iron Man 2. Yep. And there's a giant rabbit, which I thought was like a dog. I thought it was like a wiener dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did not look like a rabbit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's like a stuffed animal, but like 
two stories tall. Yeah, and in the yard. So, like, if it rains, that thing's going to be, like, destroyed and smelly. And also, like, what's the point of that? Like, this is the worst gift. I just, in the show notes, I just wrote, (laughs) Tony is a jerk, gets her a bad presence, and sends a robot suit to do the first part of the date. Because now he doesn't have to be in the suit. He can just, like, let the suit do the first part of the date. Which I feel like this was done in Watchmen. I don't remember this. Okay. Where you don't have to Oh, be. I do remember this. Because Dr. Manhattan's naked all the time. But I think that, like, it's different. I thought that she was overreacting in that movie because, like, he's, like, uh, like omnipresent. Like, it is actually him. Like, with Tony, he's, like, watching it on a screen and using, like, a robot. But, like, Dr. Manhattan just can split his consciousness and his physical form into multiple bodies. Like, he's basically God. Either way. <laughs> also, yeah. I don't like that actress. Pepper Potts? No, well, her either, but... Um, you seemed sexist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't hate women. Although that Ghostbusters <laughs> reboot wasn't very good either. But, um, no, the actress that plays, um, whatever her name is from Watchmen and like I the movie remember. at all anyways, but I've only ever seen, I've seen her in like five movies now and every movie she plays like the obnoxious bitch character, which like, maybe, I guess it's just typecasting. Maybe the people write a lot of obnoxious bitch characters. <laughs> That's true too. But I'm just like, at a certain point, stop playing that role. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's in 27 Dresses. She plays the sister. Who's just like rude and like a bridezilla and then gets like offended when someone calls her a bridezilla and goes off on like a tantrum because she's a bridezilla. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So, personal thing. I love calling people bridezillas. That's like my favorite thing. (laughs) I would totally be a bridezilla if I got married. Uh Uh-huh. And then my secret other thing is I love referring to it as her conditioning because it makes people think they're pregnant. But I'm like, no, Pridezilla! <laughs> I would think that they were, like, mentally unstable or, like, had some kind of disease. Pridezilla! <laughs> Her condition. <laughs> got, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what's that one that people used to get in, like, the, like, was it the 40s? A bit, like, hysteria? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, what? That was sexist. Um, uh, so many things are. That uh, uh, tuberculosis is what I was trying to TV? think of. Yeah. <gasps> okay. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, Pepper's not pleased. No. Um, And then he tries to make it up to her by, like, actually, like, going on their date or whatever, even though he ate dinner without her already. Uh, that's a thing. Do you do date nights? Not very often. Yeah, like people, like I know people that have weekly date nights and it just seems fake. It, like I understand why that would be really nice. It feels forced. Like you live oh. together. Yeah, we live together, but you know how often I see my husband? Sometimes I see him more than you. Yeah. My mother has seen you more than she's seen my husband lately. That sounds like time to like, have a conversation about like scheduling. Mark, it's time to have a conversation <laughs> about scheduling. <laughs> Cause like Pepper, I mean, she's busy, but like Tony's not busy. He just sits at home all day making Iron Man suits. Yeah, that's like, why they have date night. They can hang out whenever she wanted. Uh yeah, but she has to tell him 
that they have to have date night. Otherwise, he would ha- hang out all day, every day. Because he's like, a bad night. boyfriend and she should just break up with him. Yeah. <laughs> and date Cutie Colson, except he's dead now. <laughs> uh, he's not dead. <laughs> he is dead. He died in the Avengers. No. Yes. He just got injured. He <laughs> died. And then he has to have his own TV show. <laughs> no, he died. He definitely died. Okay. <laughs> um, so then uh, they're in bed and the autonomous-ish Iron Man suit like lunges at them in bed and like attacks Pepper in the night. And he like, he does <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie just because like, <laughs> I don't know who gave this direction. But when he, like, dismantles the suit, he does this weird, like, arm motion. Like, he's, like, chopping it with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny to me. Oh and I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> I really like this part of the movie because of that story. I told you about that baseball bat. Oh, no. <laughs> I told you all the story because, like, Pepper was really frightened by the Iron Man suit lunging over her and I was like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it didn't hurt or anything. And Dale was like, I'd be so afraid. And I was like, well, when I was younger, I thought someone's breaking into my house. <laughs> so I grabbed my novelty baseball bat because I don't like baseball, but I was dragged to a baseball game and I got a little souvenir bat. Um, and I ran to my mom's room and she's sleeping and so I was just like, <laughs> I woke her up and I was standing above her in the dark <laughs> with a baseball bat. <laughs> 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 so so terrible I wake up somebody like oh my god but like like I don't know if you like never get woken up suddenly because you just wake up like easy yeah I'm a light sleeper I have a deep sleeper <laughs> like that happened to me and I was like that like I always be like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so then she sleeps downstairs. Yeah, which like I don't really know how downstairs is safer when you have an Iron Man. Yeah, but I'm assuming it was like something like where like Tony had accidentally ca- uh, called the suit to him. Yeah, he's because having a bad dream. He was having a bad dream. Yeah, he has PTSD the, now. About the wormhole. Um and the aliens from New York. City. So like it made she like I thought she was saying that like like oh, I'm going to sleep on the couch like as like a shaming relationship kind of thing, but I'm like he's a billionaire and this house is enormous. There has to be more bedrooms. I don't know. Maybe it's just where like the second nicest bedroom was is downstairs. Oh, okay. Not sure. Well, anyway, so Happy follows um, the bodyguard. So, like, in the lobby when he was watching Killian, he was also watching Killian's bodyguard because he wasn't wearing his name tag. And he looks Eastern European and suspicious. And (laughs) so, not that all Eastern Europeans look suspicious. (laughs) He just looks like both. Um, But so, he follows him to the Chinese theater (laughs) on, like, Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Because Malibu is in L.A. Geography. <laughs> and he's, like, doing, like, a drug deal with, like, a briefcase with this, like, tweaker guy. And um, Happy, like, bumps the guy and, like, 
knocks the briefcase down like they do in the movies and then explodes everywhere like it does in the movies. And then he like grabs one of the things and it's like this weird metal like inhaler. Um, my inhalers aren't shaped that way. And so then... Nobody's inhalers <laughs> are shaped that, that way. They made these this up for this universe. The only reason I know about it is, is Jessica Jones. Right? Jessica Jones? Yeah. Because in Jessica Jones, Trish uses the <gasps> inhaler thingy. Oh. It's shaped that way. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. I didn't like that whole subplot. Anyway, um, so then he confronts the guy. And then the other guy, like, doesn't take his inhaler fast enough and explodes. Like, proper explosions. Happy has to go to the hospital. Yeah. People are killed. People are, like, nuclear vaporized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony goes to the hospital to go see Happy. And then he comes out and everybody's like, Iron Man, Iron Man, give me a quote. And so Iron Man gives him, like, the quote of a lifetime, which is, hey, the Mandarin is responsible for this. Well, here's my home address. Yeah. And my zip code. Um, come find me and fight me. I'm sure my girlfriend won't mind at all. Yeah. He's Here- very cocky. Oh, my God. Yep. And so he goes home, and he's trying to recreate the bomb scene. And he crumbs across a set of dog tags. It's all, like, super science fiction-y. He's making, like... Like they're projecting VR, like except in like. Oh yeah, he goes like full Batman. Yep. Um, and he comes across a set of dog tags, and so he's looking for other things, and it's supposed to be a three thousand degree, um, explosion, and so he finds a reference to another three thousand degree explosion in Rose Hill, Tennessee. Um, but then there's a knock on the door, and it's the bo- lady botanist. Mm-hmm. And he pretends he doesn't remember who she is. And then he's like, I hope there's not some 13-year-old kid, which I laughed at because that was Dale's prediction about this movie, who's the illegitimate child. Uh-huh. And then Tony Stouse gets attacked because he just gave out his home address. Mm-hmm. Um, there's helicopters. They're shooting at his house from the, the ocean side. Pepper gets like the the suit like flies to Pepper and she gets to wear the suit. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man three is actually Pepper Potts, I think. <laughs> um, like yeah, like his house gets absolutely destroyed. Um, uh, the suit flies from Pepper back to to Tony, and like somehow he gets like dumped in the ocean. But we know that from like the last Iron Man movie, it's also like a scuba suit somehow. That one looked like it was filling up with water a little bit, though. I think it's because he was underwater, but then he needed, like, he was stuck underwater, and he, he, um, like, the arm flew off so that he could get unstuck. Oh, so right. Could pull him out. So when that when that seal was broken, mm-hmm. it started filling up with water. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. So then Pepper and the the uh, botanists are together and Tony's in the Iron Man suit, but the Iron Man suit flies him to Tennessee because that was his last like coordinates trajectory. Mm-hmm. So he wakes up in Tennessee where it's cold and in the snow. Yep. Um, it's in Rose Hill, Tennessee, which is a real place. 
It's about um, an hour and 45 minutes east of Memphis. Um, and Tony's Iron Man suit because he just fought a big battle with helicopters and like falling pieces of concrete and just flew uh, halfway across the United States, probably a little bit more than halfway across the United States. His Iron Man suit is pretty much like yeah. out of batteries dead. And it was just the prototype too because it was like his newest design. Yeah, so he, he like, ties it to himself and, like, drags it around like a sled. Yo. He meets a kid named Harley Keener. He, like, breaks into his home oh, or his garage. Oh, he his garage. Yeah. And convinces him to help him out. But that, that kid also gives him a panic attack. Oh, we, we missed the scene earlier in the movie where he has his first panic attack. He's like out to lunch with Colonel Best Friend. Oh yeah. And he breaks a crayon. Yeah. And this kid like remember. whispers in his ear about the aliens in the wormhole. And um I don't understand like why the wormhole like is it the wormhole that's giving him the bad neck attack? No, it's the aliens. Because he saw the alien ship and like how many bad guys there really are. And it was, like, his first exposure to this concept of, like, not being alone in the universe and that, like, there are evil forces out there that want to kill us that have more powerful weapons than we do. I just, I got from the scenes themselves that it was the, like, wormhole, like, ooh, part that was giving him the panic attacks rather than, like, the... The fact that we were not alone. No, he's threat. afraid that we're not going to be able to defend ourselves. It becomes a very big plot point in the next Avengers film. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think they thought of this, this <laughs> plot point very well. And they were just like, oh, we'll just give him some like whatnot things to be scared of. Mm-hmm. And call it character development. That would be cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> it will totally make it the must-own best Iron Man <laughs> I like yet. I like his PTSD. I do not find it believable. <laughs> Why not? Because it comes in the form of panic attacks when somebody talks about it rather than anything that seems to um make him think of the memory itself. Okay. I mean, he's also an alcoholic. Okay. He's got a lot of, like, psychological issues. He has a lot of psychological <laughs> issues. But what what can you do? I don't know. Anyway, you can meet a kid. The kid is so cute. He's adorable. He's my favorite child actor, and I love him. Oh, wait. Watch all of his movies. Insidious, great movie. Jurassic World. Not a good movie, but he's good in it. <laughs> the world thinks that Tony is dead because the kid shows him a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I'm a mechanic. I got to fix my suit. Give me some stuff so I can fix my suit. And I want to fix other things too. Mm-hmm. And he shoots him with a potato gun. Um. The kid does not shoot him with a potato gun. He shoots something nearby with All a right. potato gun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he convinces the kid to help him recharge his suit and investigate uh, the explosion. And which, get him a sandwich. And get him a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that too. 
important things. Um, and investigating the explosion, what they think it was, was um, somebody in the military um, committed suicide with a bomb and took out five-ish other mm-hmm. people in, in the explosion. Who um, also had the, like, nuclear shadows. <laughs> and he's like... Yes. Everyone has the shadows because they went to heaven and the guy didn't have a shadow because he didn't go to heaven. Oh. And so, the, like, the kid takes them to the place where the explosion happened. Mm-hmm. That's where they see that. Um, and so, um, Tony wants to talk to the mom of the soldier who presumably killed, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So, he somehow convinces the kid to figure out where the mom is. So he goes to go see her at a bar on Christmas Eve time. I don't think it's Christmas Eve yet, but it's close. Yeah. And walking into the bar, he runs into a lady who has this bob haircut and like also a face that's a little bit burned. And and he says, I don't remember what it was. It was like nice haircut for your face or like, or I like your hair. It fits your face. Yeah. It seemed really like not that. Not that nice. <laughs> like one of those backhanded compliments. I think he face. hadn't seen that her face had like burns on it yet. Yeah. Because I, I don't think it was him being an asshole, Tony. I think it was him being a womanizer, Tony. <laughs> uh, it felt like. Maybe both. I don't know. So it goes. He's <laughs> necking her. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So he goes to talk to the dead guy's mom. Mm-hmm. And she starts talking to him like she knows why he's there, but it's not why he's there. So she, he thinks that she's expecting somebody else at this bar, which mm-hmm. she is. And, and she's got like a file. file. Yep. Weird stuff. So he takes the file and then, and then that lady with the um, nice haircut for your face <laughs> comes back and, and arrests Tony and like, Puts them in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm Homeland Security. And then the sheriff, who's also in the bar, because in all of these small towns in every movie ever, the sheriff's always in the bar. And well, there's only one bar. <laughs> there's only <laughs> one sheriff. Where else are you going to go? He's like, I do have a problem. Why don't you get on the line with Nashville and get me up to the level? And then uh, it turns out she's one of the hot ladies. And by hot lady, we mean. People who have been treated with some extremist solution injection things that makes them super strong and ability to to make their hands super hot. And also sometimes they explode. Yeah. Which is derived from the biologist lady's uh, plants. Mm-hmm. But has the same negative side effects that her plant did. Which is sometimes they explode. Mm-hmm. And like... And this doesn't make any sense to me because part of that thing was that the the plant regenerated and that people regenerate after they explode or like have an injury or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that lady had scars on her face. Why did she have scars on her face? Wouldn't that regenerate? They were probably from before she got the thing. Because they were all actual like army veterans. Yes. So she probably was like in a bomb accident or something. Yeah, but wouldn't that regenerate? Because they were no, all. No, because it happened before. So it just regenerates to the point that you were before because like they yeah. were all, they were all in the army and like they were like, they were amputees. 
Oh, wait, you're and right. So yeah. then it regenerated a leg. So why yeah. did it not regenerate like a little like nicer skin I have no on idea. your face? They didn't get like jackass comments from people in bars yeah. on Tennessee. Huh. Plot hole. Um, so then they start this like giant fight scene and there's a like there's a lot happening. Um Tony like fights her and then they end up in a kitchen. And she, like, makes a comment about him not being creative or something. And then he, like, turns on the gas and she, like, starts something on fire with her hands. And then it blows up the whole thing. And then she flies out the window. Um, and then he, like, kicks her into a telephone line and she dies. Like, electrical yeah. wires. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, like, some guy, like, melts the one leg or of the water tower in town and oh yeah it's the sidekick guy from also i don't know how he got from the fucking chinese theater to rural tennessee so quickly or why he even knew to go there i don't know uh, i don't know but he was there too and he like yeah. kidnaps the kid and like melts the water tower and then um earlier tony had given the kid like a little one of his weapons, I don't know exactly, it would look like a giant, like, explosive flash flashlight um, to, like, stop bullies because the kid's a nerd, so Tony just assumed he was being bullied. And um, he's like, remember what I said about bullies, kid? And then he, like, flashes the thing in the guy's eyes and runs away. And then Tony, like, shoots him into something. Yeah. And then he meets up with the kid, and he's like, Kid's like, I saved your life. And then and Tony's like, I stole that guy's car and I'm going to go. And the, the kid's like, we're connected because we, you, we saved each other's lives. And the, and, his, and Tony's like, I got to go. And the kid's like, I'm cold. <laughs> just going <laughs> to leave wet. me like my dad. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Tony says, I can tell you're cold because we're connected. And he drives off in that car. And I was like. Oh my God, you're an asshole. <laughs> yep. I like that kid. He's like, it's like, where are your parents? It's like, well, my mom just left for a shift at the diner. And my dad left to get scratch off tickets. Must have won because that was six years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. So he's driving in this, um, in this car that he stole from the army explosion guy. Mm-hmm. And he drives past a place where they're having the Miss Chattanooga competition, which I assumed was Chattanooga, which is four hours east of Rose Hill, Tennessee. This is where we get the Stanley cameo. It's so short. It's it is so short. Where where they're basically like I don't remember what they're doing, but he gives the he gives the competitor a ten. Mm-hmm. He was one of the like judges. They're asking, like, Miss Chattanooga. It was like, they're already in swimsuits, so it must have been a swimsuit competition. And they are. He, oh, they were. They're like, like, what do you want for Christmas? I don't remember what they said because I was like, world peace. World peace. <laughs> but they were in swimsuits with, like, like little, like, white furry stuff mm-hmm. trimming the swimsuits. Ugh. Yuck. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> that would be harsher punishment for parole violators, Stan. Not Stanley. Oh. William Shatner, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. Anyway, so, so Tar- uh, Tony sees this and he's like, 
oh, media is covering this event. I'll go there. And so he goes and he and he breaks into a, a, a van to call Rhodey. Yeah, he needs the antenna from like a TV van, which I did research on once and I don't have it in front of me, but I was like very fascinated as to why they have those giant poles that just come out of them. Oh, yeah. I don't remember why. Oh, okay. I mean, they're just like, they're like, they're like, you know, radio towers or whatever, but I just think it looks silly. Anyway, uh, so then this guy comes in who's like the owner of the van. He works for the, he works for the TV station. And he's like in love with Tony Stark and has a tattoo of Tony Stark on his arm and he's growing out his goatee <laughs> to look like Tony Stark. And Tony goes, who's that? A Hispanic Scott Bayo? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> then he like uses his obsession to be like, you're on the team now. Like, I need you to help me. And we need each other. And then he just, and he's like, go up on the roof and give me better, better download speeds yeah. and offload speeds. And he does it. So that happens. And he uses that to call up Colonel Best Friend. And he's like, where are you? And he's like, I'm in Pakistan hunting down the Mandarin. Um, and so, like, you see some some footage of him. Like, is this when he's, he is, like, oh, he's breaking like, up the sweatshop? This is before he's breaking up the spe- sweatshop. Because when he breaks up the sweatshop, that's when he gets kidnapped. Um, but he's, like, breaking up, like, like into churches and, like, whatever. Um, and he's like, I'm in Pakistan you know, chasing down the Mandarin. And Tony's like, give me your password and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and your username. And he's like, okay. I always have to change it after you do the stuff like this. And so he does, and he breaks into the government site and just watches some YouTube thing where about making people hot from... <laughs> <laughs> like, which means injecting them with that experience stuff that makes them into super soldiers and also exploding. Mm-hmm. Well, because and he learns. Back their arms and limbs and stuff, but apparently not that that uh, burned flesh on, on their face. He learns that AIM is responsible for this serum and all that stuff, and that they're the ones who did the rebrand on War Machine, which is now Iron Patriot. Colonel Best Friend's Iron Man suit. Um, which, like, so they don't have, like, the main bad guy in an Iron Man suit like the first two. But they do have the main bad guy refitting an Iron Man suit just like in the last one. Yeah. And I'm like, why do they keep... And also, like, okay, so there's this whole moment, it's probably right around here, actually, where... um. Uh, Pepper Potts and uh, the botanist Maya, 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 yes, are in this motel room, and Maya's like giving her this fake sob story about. Well, it's kind of a real sob story, but like she knows she's gonna kidnap her anyway. Um, about how like she feels bad because she started doing this and like joined the think tank to do good and like use her research to like save the world or whatever. And but they have to use government contracts to fund it, and they're doing bad things. And um, Pepper's like trying to give her a pep talk, haha. And <laughs> it's like, like about like how Stark Industries used to be making weapons, yeah. But like you know, like this is you know people do that, and you didn't know, and blah blah blah. Yeah, but 
what's confusing to me is like literally what like they're not sharing the super soldier technology so how do they have any ties to government contracts like they're like he's a biologist and she's a botanist like i don't understand how that translates she's to not actually a botanist yes she is she has plants but that's not what she is like her original research like there was a picture of her brain oh yeah well whatever anyway the point is, I don't understand how they're qualified to refit a uh, Iron Man suit with weapons. I don't know. And it didn't even get new weapons. It just got a new paint job and like a no. rebrand. So yeah. are they like also a marketing firm? I don't understand. I don't know either. I don't know. I sound like lazy writing. I'm not going to say anything more about that. <laughs> Anyway, so he gets to just watch some YouTube videos mm -hmm. because that's how easy it is. Hack into somebody's account or have them give you your password. And then you can just watch whatever YouTube videos you want that show you exactly what's going on. Why did you bother with all that nonsense <laughs> of trying to recreate that crime scene <laughs> of that explosion when you could just watch a YouTube video of what actually happened mm -hmm. and then understand? Anyway, so then he calls that kid and asks to speak to Jarvis. And Jarvis is, like, partially recharged, but, like, a little bit off. And he keeps saying the wrong word, which by which he says cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> so then he recharges the suit and Pepper Meyer in the hotel. And then Killing comes in and he chokeslams Pepper against the wall. And it's revealed that he's the bad guy, which we all knew. But then um, it's also revealed that Maya is also a bad guy. And it's unclear whether or not she's just like fully a bad guy or if she's like got Stockholm Syndrome or if she's being held against her will. Um, but then it's like kind of insinuated that they're sleeping together. And um, so then he takes Pepper to Miami as an incentive for Tony, but then also like gives her the hot girl serum. And he sends that to Tony and he's like, come get me. So this is where I wanted to talk about uh, since Mr. Iron Patriot slash Colonel Bestie is off in Pakistan, he also breaks up a, a thing, uh, a sweatshop, where he thinks that the Mandarin is hi hiding. But then it turns out it's just a sweatshop and like all the women are so happy to be free. So he does that. and then. Um, the last woman tries to shake his hand, but really it's a hot lady and she just burns his hand and then uh, kidnaps him. Mm -hmm. So this feels like a good time to pause and talk about something else. Like money, 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 must be funny in the rich man's world. Dale. Felix. How much do you think this movie cost? Um, there were so many fireworks in this movie. <laughs> And it had Pepper and Tony in it, and they're expensive. So I'm going to go with this was just a little bit less expensive than the Avengers to make. I don't remember how much the Avengers cost <laughs> to make. Just throw out a number. Um, $145 million. Nope. Higher or lower? Higher. $180 million. Higher. $220 million. Lower. $195 million. Higher. $210 million. Lower. 
$205 million. $200 million. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There were a lot of fireworks. There were. It was probably like $100 million of fireworks and then everything else. (laughs) And then everything else. Everybody's like, why are you spending so much money on fireworks? I'm part of the union. I want to meet the line producer on this movie and see what he was doing. He just like, he's got the fireworks company in his pocket and he's just like a shill. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, How much do you think it made? Um, I'm going to say it made its money back. It almost made its money back domestically. So it made $190 million. Way more. What? That piece of crap. <laughs> I mean, way more? Yeah. Well, I guess it duped you into seeing it. It was the first movie after The Avengers, which made over a billion dollars. $500 million. Domestically, it made $409 million. Okay. Worldwide, it made a hundred. <laughs> one, you can't say this without laughing. One point two billion. Oh my god! Okay. So, like, just so you know, now that we're into this. Basically, all of these movies have made over a billion dollars. Not all of them. Can we stop now? But almost all of them. Because I feel like we're just nothing. (laughs) We are nothing. (laughs) This is where the MC really hits its stride. So, by the time that this episode airs is when we should hit our stride and get like a ton of uh, followers and sponsorships and start making a billion dollars. We're not going to make a billion (laughs) dollars, but good for you to for hoping. Yep. Good job, Dreamin'. We just have to get Robert Downey Jr. I'm sure that's going to work. After He'd be I've, such a good special guest. After I've said I hate his character like a million times and called his character an a-hole. Well, then maybe we can get Chris Pratt, and I think he's single now, so maybe I can touch his butt. Or no, Chris uh, Evan. Well, Chris Pratt, he got divorced, so I could touch both of their butts. Um, uh, you said you were going to kill Chris Pratt, <laughs> so that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, well, Chris Emsworth. I don't know if Chris Emsworth's in a relationship. Chris Hemsworth, he's married. God damn it. Well, Chris Evans and Jenny Slate broke up. Someone touch his butt. For sure. He's got the best butt. Okay, so your plan is, come on your show. I will definitely molest you. <laughs> no. I will ask your permission. Yes. Okay. Consent is important. Yes. <laughs> but I would very much like to touch your butt. Exactly. Or maybe I'll just do the like... Almost touch it like Kaylee Atwell does in Captain America. Just <laughs> kind of hesitantly reach for it and then back away. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Okay. Because like they got on the Honest trailers, like the YouTube guys, they did it for Deadpool. And then they got Ryan Reynolds to like do the Deadpool voice and like be featured on their YouTube video. And it got like viral. So that's just what we have to do. Like they don't have to come. We just have to have Robert Downey Jr. like. Say like say geography, and then <laughs> and then we'll go viral. <laughs> okay, shall we get back to the plot? Uh huh. Okay, so so everyone's kidnapped. Okay, and Tony is going to Miami. Geography, where's Miami? Bienvenidos a Miami. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith song. Um, 
Miami is the other Malibu on the opposite side of the country. Yes. Basically. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty good way to remember. Cinematic parallels. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so Tony goes to Miami to uh, <laughs> to stop the Mandarin or Killian. Well, he doesn't know it's Killian yet. At his mansion. He, he thinks that Killian works for the Mandarin. Yeah. He sneaks in and kills some guys and meets the actor Trevor, who is sleeping with the sleepy girl and the irritated girl, and the bathroom <laughs> is stinky because <laughs> Trevor just <laughs> took a dump. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yep. And so, yeah, so Ben Kingsley is... This, like, actor named Trevor who uh, uh, Killian, I guess, paid to have plastic surgery and, like, dress up as the Mandarin. And so, he's, like, doing this thing, which, like, I don't know if I got it from this movie or if I had this fantasy before I had this movie. But, like, I always had this fantasy of being this, like, evil villain of, like, a mega corporation. But I would, like, hire someone to, like, be the face of the corporation so that I could pretend I was just a lackey so that I wouldn't get, like, mobbed by the paparazzi and stuff. Uh-huh. And then, like, this, like, other fictional person would be, like, the actual person in charge, but really it would be me. Uh-huh. It's a great idea. I do not like this... Um, Plot twist? <laughs> no. I was going to say the Mandarin character, because he makes these videos that are super irritating, and he's always saying... Saying that thing about fortune cookies <laughs> not being a Chinese invention, That's being an true. American invention. Yeah, it's very true. But why is he obsessed with fortune cookies? Because <laughs> he's like pseudo-Japanese, much like Ming from <laughs> Flash Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, what? what is your point about fortune cookies? Because like, he says that the fortune cookies are an American invention, but they, like, rip off other cultures and leave a bad taste in your mouth, just like Americans. Um, it's a metaphor. Fortune cookies are fine, <laughs> and then I get a nice fortune that never comes true. Yeah. Do you ever get your lucky numbers? Um, I get them on the back of my fortune. Are they lucky? I don't think so. <laughs> but also, fortune cookies taste, like, nice. Yeah. What's Sometimes. that? Sometimes and they're also bland. they're not ripping off other cultures because they never had fortune cookies. Yeah, but like they're just pretending people claim that they're like Chinese. They're just pretending. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Colonel Best Friend is like tied to a chair or something or a table or bed frame. Everyone's tied to bed frames or like cots. Okay. Tony Stark was tied to a bed frame, but not like in the laying down pers- position on like the, it was He's, standing like, upright. on the upright position but they have war machine like tied down to and yeah uh, and best try- friend's still inside of it yeah and they're trying to get him out and so eventually somebody gets him out by like heating up his torso so hot mm-hmm. and then he like jumps out into like an action pose and starts punching dudes but then killian breathes fire <laughs> oh yeah totally breathes fire <laughs> and like you could tell like that had never happened before because, like, the lackey, like, Eastern European guy also, like, looks at him like, holy shit, you can breathe fire. Yup. Like, why can't I do that? Yup. And um, so then 
they put the president in the Iron Patriot suit and fly him back to Air Force One because their plot is to... You are saying this in the absolute backwards order. No. Okay. Okay. So, who do they put in the... Or do they steal the president from Air Force One? Yes. 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 They put... They put the... Eastern European the, guy yes. in the Iron Man suit. In the Iron Man suit. And they, they say that Iron Man, or that, that Iron Patriot is going to go protect the president on Air Force yes. One. So they send him to Air Force One, and the president's getting on the plane, and he gets on, and he looks just like Iron Patriot because he's wearing his mask. And in the meantime, Tony Stark is now totally onto this plan because he has escaped Along with Colonel Best Friend. Oh, no, we skipped past the part where Tony gets abducted. Yeah, I just assumed that he got caught. Yeah, he gets caught, and then they timed his bed frame, and then there's that whole moment where he gets, like, the villain monologue from um, Botanist, and she's like, I just want to do good, and he's like, I can't help you, and she's like, you almost solved it when you were drunk, and he was like, well, yeah, that happens. I'm Tony Stark. I'm the best. And then she's annoyed. And then Killian comes out and does his villain monologue. And Tony Stark's annoyed. And then um, she's like, this is wrong. And he's like, yeah, this is wrong. You know, this is wrong. Like the girl I met 20 years ago or 13 years ago would never do this. And then she threatens to kill herself because um, without her, he can't complete the research. And then he's like, JK, LOL. I have Tony Stark now. I don't need you. And he shoots her. Uh huh. And then Tony's like a little upset about it. <laughs> um, and then he leaves him with his like little henchman. And Tony's like, I'm going to kill you guys. And they laugh at him because he's tied to a bed frame. And then he like calls his Iron Man suit, but like it comically doesn't show up for a long time. And then it finally shows up and he escapes with Colonel Best Friend. Yes. And then they call the vice president. Yep. But the vice president's like, I'll make sure President's safe on Air Force One. I'm having Christmas dinner with my family because secretly he's in on it. Yeah. Because he wants to be the president. Because he wants to be the president. And he has a family member who has an amputee, either an amputee. Oh, right. Yeah. Or it was just deformed. Forgot about that. Yeah. He goes to jail. He probably gets put to death for treason. Um, We still do that in this country. We do. But also. Well, this is not our country. This is a a cinematic universe. Who knows? Still, the United States of America. Who knows what they do in fictional United States of America? Kill people. Yeah, <laughs> as we've seen all the time. Okay, so on Air Force One. Uh huh. You get to stomp in. What? <laughs> the Nelly reference. Oh, okay. I missed that. <laughs> he has a song called Air Force Ones. About the Nike shoes, not the president's airplane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why are you stopping? If you get to, <laughs> get to stomp it in my Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, War Machine breaks in and starts shooting people. The president goes for the guy. The gun against War Machine, but um, War Machine blows, or War Machine, it's the suit, blows the back emergency door, and people get sucked out of the airplane and into the sky. Um, 
Iron so, Man. And Tony then they put him, they put the president in the suit. Yeah, Tony Stark all this time is like, I can save the president or I can save Pepper in Miami, but I can't save both. But then Iron Man shows up in his suit and he's like, there's all these people falling in the sky. And so he's like, Jarvis, how many can I save? Or, and Jarvis is like, you can carry four. Mm-hmm. He's like, how many are there? And he's like, there are 13. <laughs> yeah. So then he has the monkey in a barrel them by electrocuting them. <laughs> yeah. Somehow ele- like grabbing their hands and then electrocuting their hands so that they grab onto other people successfully. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he, he manages to get all 13, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Meanwhile, the president has been put into the Iron Man suit, but we don't know that yet. And um, and so he gets like whisks off in the other Iron Man suit, the War Machine Iron Patriot suit, to wherever. To um, a, 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 an oil freighter. Oh yeah. Um, and the Iron Man, Iron Man, and his uh, thirteen barrel of monkeys. Uh, land safely in um, in the water between Miami and Miami Beach. How convenient. Mm-hmm. Geography. So then he goes to save the president with War Machine on the, like, oil freighter. And Killian's plan is to, like, televise them blowing up the president with barrels of oil in the War Machine suit as, like, imagery for, like, how the president... Um, Oh, there was a big oil spill, but yeah. the president did nothing to um, make sure that the oil companies paid for it. It was probably like relevant to like the BP oil spill or the Shell oil spill or one of the other oil spills in okay. our recent history. Um, and but then actually secretly, like he didn't actually care about that. He just so wanted to kill the president. president. Um, he just needed a reason to. Mm-hmm. So that's why or, he's doing the whole Mandarin terrorist thing, so that he could like get his government contracts and stuff. Um, and so then this is when the third act fight scene happens and all the hot people come out <laughs> and they're fighting Iron Man. <laughs> and then Iron Man's like, it's time for, I don't remember what he called it. Oh yeah. Oh, and it turns out like the Iron Man, Iron Man that saved the people from the, the, airplane turns out it was just the suit tony was always on the boat on a boat with uh, with colonel bestie on his way to go save pepper which is now where the president is which is now where killian is how convenient yeah they're going there the president's strung up on a war machine suit there's a fight tony stark calls all his iron man suit because now they're all robotically controlled (laughs) and um they fight that's basically all there is a lot and then like Every time one of them blows up, there's fireworks. Yeah, and um, Tony, oh, Pepper's like Pepper's been in- injected with the hot serum, and she was she was formerly on this chair that like somehow covered her her breasts <laughs> and did not show you that she was wearing a sports bra, but now she's out of that, and now she's wearing a sports bra, mm-hmm. and she's hanging from something and needs to like get out of there, and so. Tony's like, you gotta let go and I'll catch you. And so eventually she does let go and he definitely doesn't catch her. He just, she just like falls off of this thing into like, onto like the boat from like, you know, I want to be like 20 stories, but it's probably like 10 stories into a pit of fire. 
The, like the oil drums. Yeah. Um, so he misses. And he's fighting all those guys with all the Iron Man suits. And some of the Iron Man suits go on him. And some of the Iron Man suits get destroyed. And there's like lots of hot people who are fighting. Um, but it turns out that Pepper survived the, the, the fall because she's hot. Because the serum thing took. Um, and then she kills the main baddie. Mm-hmm. Yay. Then... Pepper and Tony recommit to each other because Tony destroys the rest of the suits and there are fireworks. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like the ending either. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's fine. I don't like goop. (laughs) Then Pepper says, that was really violent because she just killed the baddie. And then Tony manages to fix Pepper's uh, hotness. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the hot serumness, not like her attractiveness, because he would never do that. Um, and then he's like, oh, I could probably fix myself too. So he like gets somebody to surgically remove all the shrapnel from his chest. Which I've been saying since the first movie, why don't you just do that? Yeah, like so much. I and think, like, like why, why did they not like... Like, oh, it's so easy to help all these people who have, like who are exploding all over and then like... Oh, it's so simple. Well, I think most of them are dead. Yeah, but like, it's so easy to help Pepper. Well, because Tony had solved the problem. Yeah. When he was drunk. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, No, but I think that part of it was just like Tony trying to be like special and different. He's like, oh, yeah, I have the electromagnet arc reactor in my chest so that I stop the uh, shrapnel from killing me because I'm so emo and like special. But really, he's just like could have taken out at any time. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. So, yeah. And then he litters. He, like, takes the electromagnet out of his chest, which, again, makes no sense because that means that every Iron Man suit is going to have to be individually powered, which means that anyone can take it whenever they want if his chest isn't the only thing that can power it. Well, and uh, that's, what, that's what Colonel Vesti did, right? Yeah, but it's, like... Tony, like, the all, like, remember that, like, entire, like, 20-minute scene in Iron Man 2 where he invents a new element so that he can power his electromagnet in his chest? He didn't need to do that. No, he just throws it into the ocean, like, Titanic. Okay. Yeah. That was terrible. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's then the plot, and then the credits roll, and then this happens. You think you're the only superhero in the world? You're here with a mission, sir? Well, I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Gross. So the after credit scene, Tony's like complaining about his PTSD and it's basically like a framing device. Like this whole movie we watched is a story that Tony is telling and it like pans out and it shows that the person he's talking to is not actually a therapist. It's Mark Ruffalo, who is also the Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. But Bruce fell asleep. Because it was really boring and really long. Like I thought Dale would, but she didn't. I kept pausing the movie <laughs> to talk to you about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I wanted to fall asleep. He was like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not that kind of doctor. And yeah, that oh, has no relevance because Hulk doesn't have a movie in phase two. Also, that was not a very good post credit scene. No. What was your favorite part, Felix? The little boy. You did love that little boy. He's adorable. He's pretty cute. And like sassy. I I took issue though with the idea that Tony just like tricked out his like garage. And I'm like, 
bet Tony didn't even do that. He probably had like someone on his staff just like do that. And like he could have given that little boy a scholarship to like not live in poverty in the middle of Tennessee anymore. Mm-hmm. It would have been really cool if he was like Spider-Man like years down the line instead of that random kid from Iron Man 2. Um, my favorite part was having not being able to figure out how to use a tablet or point the like <laughs> stupid camera somewhere. I thought you didn't like Happy. I don't like Happy. I liked watching Happy be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so every scene Happy's in. No. One scene he was just watching TV. Oh, that's true. One scene he was trying on sunglasses in the dark. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, it was it was when he was trying to spy on the other guy's oh, yeah. bodyguard. I've been there. Um, to Man's Chinese Theater yeah. or watching people while pretending to try on sunglasses? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to see a concert at the Dolby Theater, which is next door. And I didn't know how to get there because it's inside of a mall, which is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life, because that's where they have the Oscars. <laughs> and yeah. it's just inside of a shopping mall and not even a nice shopping mall. Um, I mean, like the outside's nice. They've got like fountains and lines, statues and stuff, but like the stores are crappy. Um, but so I asked like a security guard, like, because I was just walking in circles and I couldn't find it because Google Maps isn't specific enough. And I was like, Can, "Like, where's where's the theater? Like, how do I get in there?" And then he pointed me to the Chinese theater. I walked over there, and I was like, "This is not where I want to be." You did not want to go to the tourist attraction with everybody's fancy hands. No, I wanted to go to the Dolby and see my concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Geography. <laughs> <laughs> what was your least favorite part? I, everything. I don't like Killian's hair. I didn't like. The plot, I didn't like Gwyneth Paltrow, I didn't like a lot of the things. I just want like a short film that's just like Jarvis and Tony and the Kid. That'd be a better Um, movie. Okay. Um, What was your favorite part? um, Well, I said my favorite part was having not being able to use the tablet. And my least favorite part was, I don't even know how to pick. Like, (laughs) so... So stupid on so many levels. I did get really irritated with the fortune cookie thing. I wanted to be like, get over the fucking fortune cookies. Because not only does like does like they say that in the like produced Mandarin like terrace pieces, but also the, he he like the actor just says that. Yeah. At random points, and well, because like, he's like trying to impress the sleepy girl and the annoyed girl that he's sleeping with. Yeah, and I don't understand why they're there, because, like... They're prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, like, even if you were a prostitute, when you'd be like, you're the terrorist. <laughs> He's an actor. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, not very good. Okay. What did we learn? Um, We learned, always fasten your seatbelt on the airplane... So you don't get sucked out if the door fails. Yeah. Or if someone shoots a hole in the side of it. Yep. We learned don't be a jerk. Otherwise, you may inspire another person to become a villain. True. Go to an actual therapist. Mm. 
He's from LA. There's like life coaches and stuff. Uh huh. I learned that you want a bra to be like, you want your man to be like a good bra, <laughs> supportive and comfortable, and maybe a little sexy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think her sports bra was sexy. You're not attracted to women. <laughs> I mean, sure. If they're sexy, she's not. She's wearing a sports bra. And I don't like her hair. <laughs> I didn't like anyone's hair in this movie. I didn't like the kid, the, the one guy's goatee. I didn't like the bald guy. He didn't have hair. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, oh, <laughs> you did not like this movie. No, I did not like this movie. <laughs> what would you rate it? You were never a god. You were never even a man. Kill Martha! Uh, in terms of Batman versus Superman. Well, this was pretty bad. I want to go with two. Okay. Yeah. It's so still better than Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Okay. Like, they weren't fighting each other for no reason, but Tony was totally being an asshole for no reason to a kid who helped them. Tony's was- always an asshole. Yeah, but, like, usually he's just an asshole to adults. No, just everyone. <laughs> like, why is Pepper with him? She's stupid. Why does he <laughs> buy that giant, like, stuffed animal? Like... Thanks. I'll really use this when I don't. I no idea. Like, I have no clue. How old are you, man? He's just like a stunted child. We get into more of that detail in. Um, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> in Civil War. Whose side are you going to be on on Civil War? Oh, Tony's one hundred percent. You're a stunted child. <laughs> I don't like Captain America. I love Chris Evans, but I don't like Captain America, and I disagree with his politics. Although, in Civil War, they kind of switch political ideologies, which is kind of weird and unusual and stupid. But it's a whole thing. We'll get there. The other thing about Civil War, though, that you're going to find stupid is that it's a Captain America movie and not an Avengers movie, even though it's got the most Avengers of any movie, including the Avengers movies. Are there more Avengers? I'm so confused. Yeah, we get more. Okay, I'm shutting this thing down. (laughs) Join us next time where we talk about the Marvel one-shots. Um, or not. Felix, what are these one-shots? I don't know. I've never (laughs) seen any of them. Neither, Neither have I. Story is they're they're short films. They were included on the um at for home viewing releases of some movies. They include um so for example, Agent um, Carter has one. Yep, and then she gets a TV show. That and then came it gets out canceled. on the Iron Man three DVD or Blu-ray. <laughs> um, and they all take place at or before Iron Man three. Which is why we're slotting him in here. Yes. And now we're done.
Should we just start this whole episode <laughs> over? Shout out to Dan, our number one fan, who I don't actually know if he still listens to the podcast. Oh my god, we have a terrible fan base. I do know that he we gets should probably <laughs> quit. alerts every time we post a new episode sent to his Apple Watch, and he always likes our Instagram posts. So um, we should probably follow us on Instagram at Felix Dragsdale and on Twitter at Felix Dragsdale and online at FelixandTale.com. Subscribe to our RSS you know, feed to get I, alerts okay. on your favorite podcast sites. Okay, we're just going to start this episode <laughs> over. Oh, my God. All of this is important information. Wait, like we're starting over from the beginning? <laughs> yes, we're starting over from the beginning. There's so much that just happened. It was all really bad. No, it's not. It was all really bad. (laughs) Quality content.